You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The High Life is the title of this devotion. And I know that that means different things for different people. You know, for some people, the high life is to go out partying and, uh, and to go out drinking and to go out whatever, shopping and whatever's the high life, you know. And I can appreciate, I'm, I'm not a dull religious person, you know. I can appreciate how nice it is to especially here in Britain where it can rain a lot. If you get out somewhere where the palm trees are and the sun is shining and you sit there overlooking the sea and and you're drinking some nice Kool-Aid or something, you say, wow, this is the high life. And I can appreciate what that means in that situation. But that's not the message I have for you today. While that may be an enjoyment for however long it may last, people who live there every day have their same complaints as people that live in a rainy place and and on and on and on. Life is the same anywhere and everywhere you go, no matter what. So what really is the high life? What is the high life? You know, it says here in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 14. I really love this verse. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. You see, that is the point. You can be on a holiday and and enjoy every moment of it, but eventually the, the vapors of this enjoyment will evaporate you will find, like Solomon would say, it is but grasping for the wind. You think you've got it, but then there's nothing there because that's not how God created things. He created for us to enjoy every good thing, but true satisfaction comes from His holy presence, comes from the enjoyment of His heavenly life in us. Oh, when his breath comes into your being and the light of his life shines in your heart, the joy that fills your heart, like David would say in Psalm 16, verse 11, in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I say this not just to be spiritual, but to really send the message because any and every one of us can have that low feeling. I don't know if I want to keep living. I don't know if it's worth it. What am I living for? And we can become pessimistic and negative. That is the flesh in itself. In itself, it's dead. In itself, it has no life. It is the spirit that gives life, Jesus said. The flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives the beauty. And any of us who's ever seen a person who's passed away, the moment they're gone, the body you could see, 
is empty and, and it looks empty and the skin becomes like leather and the eyes are dim, there's no more shining in the light, eyes, the mouths, everything you could see. The person is gone, it's an empty shell. That's what it means, the flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. And oh, how amazingly beautiful this when you see the spirit give life. So remember, and I'll mention this later again, but uh, this week, but remember how Isaiah, in chapter 6 of Isaiah saw the glory of the Lord and felt himself so undone, so separated from it, such a stranger to it, and then was touched by the fire of that heavenly life and, and was, was requesting to, to represent it, send me. And so <coughs> Jesus in John chapter 12, verse 38 through 41 says, when Isaiah saw my glory, my life in the Father, he said, Lord, who will believe me if I tell them of this life? Even if I do your miracles, they will not believe. And Jesus, use that scripture to make the point to these people. Isaiah said it about you that even when you see the heavenly life, you will not believe it. And Jesus says, even though I go among you doing miracles like Isaiah said, yet you will not receive me that you may have this life. You see that? And faith comes through Jesus to receive this life, this high life. You see, it says here in John chapter 3, John chapter 3, starting at verse 31, Jesus, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth but he who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard, he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God sends speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands, and he who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The wrath of God abides on him that you're still spiritually dead. That's what that means. Ephesians chapter 2 also shows us this. The wrath of God is that you're spiritually dead. The grace of God is that you're spiritually made alive together with Jesus Christ. The life that he now lives is what he gives and maintains in you and me who live because of him, through faith in him. And Jesus came from above to bear witness of this holy, heavenly, sinless life. And how many, it says there, did not believe, did not receive him. But to as many as receive him, John says in the first chapter, to them he gives the right, the authority, the power to become children of God who are not just born of a natural birth of their natural parents, but who are born of a spiritual birth of their heavenly Father, who are made alive together with Jesus Christ. This is the high life. And friends, Jesus came to show us this high life. 
He came to show it. It says in John 1.18, Now no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who's in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. He has brought Him out where He can be seen. He has made Him visible. Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God. That's why He is God, because there's no distinction between Him and God. He is perfectly one. Oh, friends, I wish we could just grasp this by the Holy Spirit's grace and the Word of the living God, because this is the wonder of our Heavenly Father's nature, (coughs) in that He will never be satisfied unless you have a full share of your inheritance. The inheritance means that all that God is and has, you receive, right? Inheritance It's a father passes away and he gives all the inheritance to his eldest son who becomes the heir of all things and all things are now subject to the son. Jesus is the heir of all things and we are co-heirs with him, Romans 8 says. Co-heirs with him. We partake of the inheritance of the saints in the light, Colossians 1.12 says. And look at this inheritance. This inheritance is not just mere streets of gold and and pearly gates and walls of sapphire with foundations of emeralds. No, my dear friends, it is so much, much, much more than these things. Look at this inheritance here in Hebrews 1 verse 3. He, Jesus, is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding, maintaining, guiding, propelling the universe by the mighty word of his power when he had, by offering himself, accomplished the cleansing of our sins and riddance of guilt, set down at the right hand of the majesty on high, The inheritance is the high life, the heavenly life, the holy life, the sinless life, the life of perfect oneness with the Father, a life of perfect sonship, a life of perfect holiness in communion and fellowship of unbroken oneness with God. That is what makes the streets of gold worth walking on. That's what makes those pearly gates worth passing through. It's the light that invites us through these gates. It's the light that leads us on those streets of gold. It's the light of the life of the Son of God and the Father shining bright in each and every one of us. For in this holy city is no temple for the Lord himself is the glory of us all. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Friends, God now while still in this earthen vessel, because of the blood of Jesus, has made made sure that you may share that heavenly, holy life by the Holy Spirit, continuously imparting it in you and making your body the temple of Christ Jesus himself and the Father and Holy Spirit, as it says in John 14, 23, making his permanent home inside of you knowing that they're living with us and in us. Oh, this is glorious. This is glorious. 
Jesus shows us what this means, I'm going to give you one more scripture before I start closing. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. I mean, I, I go to it often. If you ever kind of wonder what to preach, just start right here. Verse 20 of 1 John chapter 5. And we know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding that we may know him who is true, for we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. The Living Bible says it this way. We know that Christ, God's Son, has come to help us understand and find the only true God. And now we are in God because we are in Jesus Christ, His Son, who is the only true God, and He is eternal life. I know when you say He is the true God, you say, but Pastor Robert, He's the Son of Man. How can He be God at the same time? That is the wonder of Christianity. All other religions separate you from God. Only Jesus Christ reconciles you to God. All other religions show you how defiled and corrupt and far you are from God. But Jesus Christ shows you what it means to be one with God, to be in Him and Him in us. Jesus said in John 14, verse 16, When the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send you from the Father, comes, He will abide with you forever. Then you will know that as I live, you will live also, for you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. It is only through Jesus Christ that we are made perfectly one with the Father and are clothed with His holy heavenly life and live the high life. The high life. You may say, oh, <laughs> I don't always feel like I'm living the high life, Pastor Robert. I feel often I'm living the low life. Well, I was thinking you would say that, so I had a few scriptures for you. And I need those scriptures as much as you do. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. My brethren, when I came to you, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. When I came to you, I did not come with the excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. No, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preachings were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of His Spirit and power. And your so that your faith would not be in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. When I came to you, I did not seek to win you with flattering words of intelligence and persuasive words of human ability. No. I came to you, I was so nervous, I, I felt so weak, I, I was having so many difficulties in my human nature, I felt so low, okay, are you getting this? I felt so low, and yet, this high life, 
manifested in my weak human nature so that your faith would not be in how amazing I am, but that your faith would be in the living God because you saw his life in this weak human vessel. Are you starting to get this? Chapter 3, okay, in closing, verse 1 of 1 Corinthians. I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. Even now you're still not able, (coughs) for you are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal, behaving like mere men? When one says, I'm of Paul, another says, I'm of Apollos, another says, are you then not yet carnal? Who's Paul? Who's Paul? Who's Apollos? But ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the Lord who saved you. So in other words, when you still, oh, I like this preacher more, I like that preacher more, that's all okay. But you're missing it. It's the life. It's the high life. For me, the most important thing is not how excellent I said everything and while that is important, because we need to be a teacher, a minister who is proven through the scriptures to not err in our ways of speaking. So yes, it's important that we, we speak wisely and rightly, but I know the power of our salvation is <coughs> not in the excellence of my speech, but it's in the power of this high life. It's this high life. So when he says to you, I could not come to you with, I could not come to you with meat, with the solid food, but only with milk. In other words, I could only come to you showing you that heavenly life in my weak human nature and talking how Jesus has paid for you, how Jesus has paid for you because you felt guilty, because you felt separated, because you felt not good enough, because you were comparing yourself with me and going, oh, wretched man I am, I can never be like him. You were just so carnal in your thinking, so I kept showing you Jesus has paid for you, Jesus has paid for you on the cross to have this, to have this. But what I wanted to talk to you about is about this holy heavenly life from heaven that he wants to given to you continuously, perfecting you and bring to the fullness of when you see him so that he may present you to the Father, to the praise and the glory of his grace, acceptable and well-pleasing in the beloved. Oh, my dear friend, the high life is for you now in your weak human nature so that with tears of gratitude you may say, Lord, Lord, Your grace is totally amazing. It is utterly, utterly sufficient because I feel so weak. I feel I have nothing and yet I feel your presence and power. How could you love somebody like me, Heavenly Father? Oh, how great is your love. How great is your goodness. I love you, Father, because you love me first. That's the high life for you, dear friends. And that high life will never fail to be there for you and draw you up and keep drawing you up to live from above, to live from above. Colossians 1, 
Colossians 3 verse 1 says, set your eyes on things above where Jesus Christ is. Set your minds and eyes on things above where Jesus Christ is, who is your life. Let's think about this beautiful life coming from heaven into us by the Holy Spirit continuously, how faithful he is to keep giving it to us. I find this amazing. Amen? Have a good day.